true networking is about how can I help you? It's a reciprocal sharing of information, ideally with like-minded people. People like to do business with people they like and trust and respect. Referrals are the biggest compliment any of us can get and it's the best way of doing business. Everyone wants to know that I hear you, I see you, and you matter. We are not meant to be alone. We are social beings. People live longer when they have a community that they can rely on. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an exciting episode lined up for you today. Today's guest is a true thought leader when it comes to networking, connecting, building relationships. In fact, this is someone who has used her skills in that regard to build multiple seven-figure practices for company she used to work for, and then brilliantly for herself. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Sharon Margin. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thank you, Nikki. Wow, that is some introduction. You're very kind. Thank you. That's probably the most enthusiastic introduction I've received. So thank you for your kindness and thoughtfulness in that. God bless your heart. You deserve it. Uh, That's what we do here. We, we love bringing great people and lifting them up. So Sharon, the person who listens to the show is an entrepreneur. There's somebody who, to me, are society's greatest heroes because they're the one who have a courage to go out there and put their dreams on the line and through putting their dreams on the line, make their life better, the lives of their clients, the lives of the people that they care about. And they listen to the show because they want to learn from you. They okay. want to learn how they can be a better person, a better uh, entrepreneur, and simply just plain and simple better. But before they can open their hearts to you, they got to get to know you. How'd you get to be the great Sharon Margin? Well, thank you, Nikki, for that. And the word entrepreneur just sings to my heart when you say that. So my background high level is I'm actually a BCom from Queens. I did my CA at EY, worked in retail, real estate, and gave it all up to go into executive search. So I was with Corn Ferry International, which is the world's largest global executive search firm for seven years. I helped them build four practice areas from scratch, consumer and retail, industrial, healthcare, and professional services. And what that means, Nikki, is that I did the CEO search for Starbucks. I did the treasurer search at Manulite. I built the strategy practice at Accenture, and I did the CEO search at Toronto General Hospital. But 20 years ago, um, they, they went public. So it became less about the client and more about the shareholders. So myself and three other colleagues left, and we formed our own boutique 
entrepreneurial executive search firm. So I've had this practice now for 20 years. I love it. I am a classic entrepreneurial. My parents are from China and classic entrepreneurs with a Chinese Canadian restaurant. So I know how to wash toilets right to, you know, you know, talking to senior executives. So I understand what it means to be an entrepreneurial. And I've really built my practice in the last year, 20 years work and really loving working more with owner-operated, family-owned, entrepreneurial businesses, where in some cases, the businesses only have $5 million in financing. They haven't even commercialized, you know, to mid-sized companies that might have, you know, $20 million or even $500 million, you know, in business. But um, I have done very well in that area. And the reason why I enjoy that area is because I love the drive, the hunger, the dreams these entrepreneurs have. And I, I come from that background myself. And I am an entrepreneur because I built a very successful practice myself. 1,000%. So Sharon, let me ask you a couple of questions. So you, you worked inside of a large organization, right? The largest search firm in the world. Correct. And you built, you know, you built uh, successful practice areas for these folks. So it, it's not like, you know, you, you were dissatisfied because you weren't performing. You were performing. And yet you left. Yeah. So what is it that had you leave? What is it that woke up that entrepreneurial spark in you? I, I got tired of all the politics and the overhead, right? Where, you know, there's all these rules that you have to follow, right? You had month, weekly business development meetings, but then other people may have relationships there. And then you might want a relationship there, but you can't go there because they own that relationship etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. I just want to focus on doing great work with clients. And you know, and unencumbered by the politics, plain and simple. Okay, that's fantastic. Because I gotta tell you, that was me too. I mean, I worked inside a big corporation, and the politics just drove me batty. And you had to be politically correct. There's things you couldn't say. I mean, right. it was just crazy. You know, yeah. and inside corporations, I, I haven't been inside a corporation for well over 20 years. Thank God. But so, uh, you're same as me, Nikki. Yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. But yeah. the um, I, I hear today it's even worse than ever before. The politics are, are bigger than ever. The political correctness is, is worse than ever. You got to be really careful what you say. And you got you got to really be somebody who toes the line, fits in with the narrative and Becoming an entrepreneur, you're liberated from all that, right? You get to you get to go after what you really want to do. So why do you think people need to pay attention to relationships, to their network, to the people in it? Talk to me about that. Okay, absolutely. I mean, if you, uh, when I think about what I do and my superpower, it's my ability to be a connector, to inter to connect people. Because when it comes to driving sales or relationships, etc., the biggest mistake that I find people make in terms of networking or sales is they think that networking is all about them. True networking is about how can I help you. How can I help Nikki? How can I help that individual? And that honestly has been how I built very successful practices over the years. You don't even have to ask for the sale because if you follow this prelude of helping others, they see you for who you are, that you're really there to help them, genuinely there to help them with their business. And when the time comes, they'll think about you. And honestly, I, when I think about how I built practices, I have 
I mean, they, they come and ask me, you know, but I've helped a lot of people over the years. So that's why I think it's really important. The power of true networking is how can I help you? It's, it's a reciprocal sharing of information, ideally with like-minded people. Because frankly, there's certain people that you may not be your type of person or whatever. Don't waste your energy there. Try to just, because it's too hard. Try to be with like-minded people where there's that sharing of, of, of information and even energy, Nikki, like you and I. Like, you know what I mean? Like that sharing of energy where you just go, wow, boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? And great things happen and you just help each other out. Brilliantly said. Brilliantly said. And, 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 I'll, and I'll say this, right? Like, you know, people don't get this sometimes. If they go into business and they think, okay, I, I, I'm in business now. You know, I can't be too touchy-feely. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a numbers game now. But it never really was a numbers game. It's always been a people game. Business is about people. Why are you in business? Any business is in business to solve acute problems for people. Absolutely, Nikki. Yeah, and when I'm talking to candidates, because I'm in the executive search business, so I typically put in directors, vice presidents, C-level people like CEO, CFO, vice presidents, and board people. I always tell every candidate when before they go in, I said the only thing I'm going to say to you is companies hire you for three things. It doesn't matter if you're my 20 year old or my executive making a million. People hire you because you can help them make money, save money, or help them solve a problem. So when you go in there, you're going to tell them how you're going to do one or all three of those things. And if you can talk to that name, you know, in terms of my, like just to say it's people leadership, you could say one of my 20 plus years, I've led teams anywhere from 20 to 100, direct reports of two to 10. But more importantly, I coached and developed four of them who are now in leadership roles, right? That's wow, boom. Or if you're making money, right? Well, in the last 20 years, you know, most recently in my last job, I took a, I turned around a company and I was able to grow it by 20%. But you, you, you can't just do motherhood. You got to give high level. And I did it by whether it be people leadership, changing systems, changing processes, whatever. Boom. High level. Let them ask the questions. The biggest mistake people make is that they go on and on and on sometimes. So go high level and then let people ask the questions. So if you're a business owner, right, and you're in business, the first thing you got to do is you got to think about who's the person sitting across the table from you, Correct. right? What is it that this person's dealing with? So talk to me about that. When you go and you work with, a, you know, business owner and they, before they've engaged you, how is yeah. it that you connect and make that relationship solid? Well, as, as, as a wise person said, God gave you one mouth and two ears. And the reason for that is you listen more before you talk. So the first thing I, I will do is I'll ask questions like, why is this role required? What are your three to five must-haves? What are your nice-to-haves? What, what are the three key things you want that person to accomplish in that first year to really try to get to the essence of what they're looking for in this person or profile? And then telling them how you can help them solve that issue before you even get to the point where hey they're talking to you about hey i need i need somebody or whatever how right. do you build that relationship right okay. you're meeting somebody maybe you've known them a little bit you don't yet have a business engagement going with them how do you build that relationship 
Well, ideally, you want to do it in person, right? So I love going to lots of different events because to me, it's a very efficient way. So instead of always saying it has to be one on one, you know, one off meetings, try to get to industry events. Like, for example, when I built this consumer products practice, right, one of the things that we did, I had to build it from scratch when I was at Corn Ferry, is I said, okay, where what, what events do all the CEOs attend? It turned out there was this event at Niagara in the Lake. I said, okay, we'd like to sponsor. We'd like to be the only, you know, search firm there. And we don't need to speak. We don't need to have brochures or anything. I just want access, right? So that is what we did for the first year or two. So during the time, lunch hour, coffee breaks, dinner time, you just you just want to have a conversation. And when I have those conversations, a lot of times it's says, hi, I'm Sharon Maljit, the who are you? Right away, I, I, like, I like to try to make a comment. Oh, um, lovely color or, you know, great weather. And why are you here? Or how, you know, how long have you been a member? In other words, it's all about me taking an interest in them, first and foremost, to just really learn about them as a person. And then from there, you engage and have a conversation. And the reality is people like to do business with people they like. It's plain and simple. This is people like to do business with people they like and trust and respect. But that takes time to build. So you engage like that. And obviously, if there's that synergy or that energy, you know, next time you see them at another event, you build on that relationship. Or you might suggest let's go for lunch or coffee. I try to, you know, you assess each situation. Some people take a little bit longer. Some are very quick at building relationships. And so um, that's how you start. And then from there, you start engaging. They know what you do. You know what they do. And uh, when the need comes up, the call comes, then that's how we built consumer and retail. So that happened. And then I finally, got, I got a search and then you do that search and you do a really good job on it. And then obviously you get referrals, right? Because as you, you and I both know, Nikki, referrals are the biggest compliment any of us can get. And it's the best way of doing business than just playing cold calling. Oh my God. Cold calling sucks. I mean, Absolutely. it's brutal. The yes. worst. The totally. Worst. Thank I don't you. Do I do it. I've never done a cold call in my entire career. So yeah. oh, there you go. Yeah. I've done a like few cold calls, but I hate them. And so yeah. I, uh, right now I don't do them anymore. Honestly, right. it's better to go to an event. It's better to meet yeah. somebody. It's better to yeah. figure out how you can do business with those folks. Bingo. Like, you know, you and I met at an event and yes. you know, here's the deal. I went to that event and I went to a number of other events that were taking place around that time. I did not get any sales from those particular events. But the fact that I went there, I met some people, I connected, created this vibe, this beautiful vibe. And this vibe generated other business for me because I had that vibe going around for me that I was in the the moment of trying to help people. I was talking to people. I was here. I was there. I was everywhere. And now, you know, in my business, it's very easy to be here and just do everything over Zoom and the telephone. But I notice that I don't get the results the same way, but when I'm out and I'm doing stuff like this week, Teresa and I, we, we've actually set up an event. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a mixed in person and, and zoom event. I would have liked it to have been all, all in person, but you know, Teresa okay. kind of persuaded me to do both, but I'm so glad we're doing this event. I sat with her today. We, we built the slide deck for it. We know what we're going to talk about. I'm just excited that people are coming to it. And listen, if you're free, you're welcome to join us. It's this Thursday. I'll give you some details later on. But the, the whole deal is that being around people is powerful. So that was like, that's what I got from what you said. 
Number one yes. is in person, nothing like in person. In person's the best. Love absolutely. in person. I, absolutely. Absolutely, Nikki. And it was great meeting you. And the other thing I say is that sometimes that when you're doing that in person, that source of business may not come directly from that person. I cannot tell you how I had the best fiscal year I've ever had in executive search during COVID. And yet I didn't meet anybody. But I built like you, Nikki, we built a lot of beautiful relationships over the years, right? And some of the search work I got were referrals from like a gentleman, for example, that I met eight years ago and met twice. You know what I mean? And so it's really interesting when you look at the source and sometimes where you think the direct, the direct sources, it doesn't happen. It might be someone that they may know of, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I did a, a COVID call where a virtual event, the sister uh, okay, so she, I, I knew the, the individual, but she, her sister was in FedTech. She was in healthcare. And she goes, oh my God, I just saw Sharon. And then her sister had a need and that resulted in a search. Like, do you see what I'm saying? So you go with an open mind of just trying to help people and connect people. You're a connector, Nikki. I'm a connector. Okay. And I, I spent half my time when I'm at events constantly connecting people. Oh, Nikki, I need you to meet this person. And you don't just connect them and say, you should just meet Jack. I'll say, Nikki, you should meet Jackie. And Jack, you need to meet Jackie because of this, right? You know what I mean? They're doing this and it might work. It might be helpful, right? You and I have a mutual friend named Kim, Nikki. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Because of you and Kim and then me meeting Kim on in another vein, she ended up getting a role, as you and I both know, right? How beautiful yeah, exactly. was that, right? So, Fantastic. yeah, exactly. But you just go with that open mind of how can I help? How can I help? Expect nothing in return. And you just, you're just a giver. And I just think, I feel strongly that the universe just figures it out. Yeah, the universe totally figures it out. So, yeah. yeah. So, number one is, you know what? It's all about making that difference, connecting with the person, all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. The second thing I've been getting from what you've been sharing is that, you know what, you, you need to be, you need to be somebody who's going out there and putting yourself out there. If all yeah. you do is focus on totally. the sales aspect of things, you know what, people can kind yeah. of figure that out. Oh, they yeah. got, they're a little pushy, they're a little salesy, they're whatever. But if you're from a service point of view, if you yeah. serve, you don't sell. Correct. Absolutely. And what's the number one thing, Nikki, that, you know, every single person wants? Like Oprah Winfrey, for example, on her very last show, she said, I've interviewed well over 100,000 people, probably from convicts to, to royalty. And what is the one thing that every single person wants? And that one thing, do you want to take a guess, Nikki? The one thing that they want? Every they want single person. Everybody wants to, to be acknowledged for who they are and what they, they bring to the table. Everybody. Nikki, absolutely. Triple gold star there for you. And in other words, everyone wants to know that I hear you, I see you, and you matter, right? And so even if you follow Dale Carnegie's you know, book on how, how to win and influence people, right? He even talks about, you know, you go to a cocktail event. If I saw you at a cocktail event, Nikki, I'd say, oh, hi, Nikki. Oh, what an interesting t-shirt you have. Like, what does that t-shirt say? That's an interesting saying. This is, Nikki's wearing a black t-shirt, by the way, for everybody's listening. <laughs> and it's lovely. And there's some saying on it. But I, I said to you, oh, that's an interesting t-shirt. What does that say? And you say, oh, like, la, 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 go, oh, and why, why that event? If I asked you three questions and I said, oh, sir, I've got to run off now. And someone said, Nikki, what did you think of Sharon? You say, wow, she was great. And yet I never once spoke about myself. 
because I took an interest in you, right? But it's got to be genuine, right? It's got to be like, you know, you really have to have an interest in people. Like people pick it up, right? If you're not being sincere and genuine. And we've all been in those rooms where you're talking to someone, their eyes start to wander. Who else can I meet, right? You don't want to be that person, right? You got to be there. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be there in that moment. You know what I mean? And really focused on the individual. And so it goes back to people want to know that they that I hear you, I see you, and what you say matters. And that's what Dale Carnegie even talks about, or, you know, Oprah, right? You know what I mean? And all I did, I didn't even talk about myself, but I built that rapport, right? Because I really took interest. We all have people that we've met where they're totally focused on you, 100%. Like their, their, their eye contact is right on you, and you feel like you're right there in that moment with you. That is a true art. I've met maybe, like, I mean, Bill Clinton is probably one gentleman that I, when I, he came to speak, I remember being in a room with 1,200 people, and you know how most people would be on their phone or whatever. He was in, a, he was in an armchair, remember? Everybody was totally quiet, totally silent. Not one person could I see who was on their phone because he had that ability, right, to make you feel or to engage you that he was right there with you, that you counted, that you mattered. And he, I mean, he was very, I mean, that was one of his top talents, I remember, back in those days. Yeah, you know what? Um, I've, I've heard that about him before, that he's somebody who has the ability to be very present with people, and that's very powerful. And that just moves on to something else. You need to be present with people. Yes, right? exactly. So critical. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of folks who are like, okay, hi, hi, Sharon. Um, uh, how are you? Nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? Yeah. Like One yeah. of those, right? Yeah, you got it, Nikki. Versus, hi, Nikki. Um, wow, what a lovely day. Sad about, you know, the Queen's passing, unfortunately, right, and stuff. But I noticed that your t-shirt said a sovereign something. So that's what made me think about the Queen. But right away, I've just connected with you. And it's not about business. It's just about, you know, the Queen's passing. I've connected to the sovereign. Or then you, and, it's, and then naturally, I would say, well, what do you do? And then, like, oh, I want you to come and introduce you to so-and-so. who. And the worst introductions are saying, Nikki, meet Jack. And then they leave you alone. You really, if you're going to connect somebody, you really need to understand why you're making the connection. And then from there, they have something that they can work from. You know what I mean? And then I quietly was trying to back out or whatever. I mean, some tips on, on, on networking, because sometimes people are nervous about it. It's like when I walk into a room of 600 people, I go, wow, 600 new potential people to meet. And I have other people who said, sure, I would rather have, you know, a root canal <laughs> you know what I mean? than to do that. But I mean, some helpful tips are approach odd number groups, because if you approach three, there's usually that person is grateful for you to come and say hi. Like, you know what I mean? It's hard to walk into a group of two, right? Bring along a person. You guys can take team with each other. You know what I mean? Which is off, which is also a nice way to be a wingman if you're a little bit nervous about doing that. I'm very comfortable, given the nature of what I do, you know, to do these by myself. But if one is maybe not as comfortable doing this, those are some helpful tips in terms of approaching odd group numbers, um, bringing a wing person with you, you know what I mean, where you can, you know, ideally you don't want to spend a lot of time together, but you might approach another group and then they they would talk to somebody else and they you talk to someone else, that type of idea. The cocktail hours are fantastic for that sort of thing, because don't forget, that's what cocktail hours are for. They want to, they're there because they want to meet people. So don't, don't get intimidated. Every person who's there 
is there at that cocktail hour because I'd like to meet people. That's really, really brilliant. And I'll tell you this, you, you know, a lot of young people today go, well, you know, I don't like meeting people. I don't like going to be around people. I'd rather just be online and this. But there's nothing like in person. There's nothing like meeting somebody. And you know what? If you're in front of the right person in person, they feel your energy. Yes. They are going to be impressed with your energy. Correct. And if you are there wanting to make a difference for them, then wow, they're going to love the fact that they met you. And that's yes. like, to me, in-person connections are the best way to get business done. The I agree. I, and Nikki, I know that we're, our audience here is entrepreneurs, but for the entrepreneurs, kids, like the 20 year olds, I've done a lot of just free coaching to help the young, the youngsters for lack of a better word. I have two boys that are 27 and 29. I tell them constantly networking is not just for a job. Networking is for all aspects of your life. When you're asking someone, where's the best school to go to, or who's the best babysitter, what nanny, or who's the best plumber, that is networking because you are asking, right? You know what I mean? Like in terms of your sharing of mutual information. And the biggest mistake people make is when they hear the word networking, they think it's only for a job or sometimes business, right? And I'm here to try to, if, if, if anyone looked, you know, out of this whole podcast that they can take away is that networking is for life and that they really have to change the thinking that you, you constantly have to do it. And LinkedIn, I want to say, is also a wonderful tool to use in today's world where in the old days, remember, Nikki, you'd be like, oh, I didn't know you knew so-and-so and stuff like this. Now, if you link in with people, you can see the mutual connections and right away that can either help you grow your business or help you find a job. In other words, you know, I want to do business with Nikki Ballou. I've gone on, connected with them. Oh, we have 10 connections. Oh, I see, you know, Nikki, how well do you know him? I'd love to do some business with him. Can you make a connection or vice versa? Or I'd love to work for a company that Nikki Ballou is working at, right? See how impactful that can be? So again, I tell everybody, please get update your LinkedIn because that is, that's really taking networking to that next level using technology. In the old days, we'd have to figure it out maybe through, you know, oh, I didn't realize that, you know, through a few conversations, but now it just, just really helps you get to, or you went to Queen's University together, or etc. It just really helps accelerate the conversation quicker and also builds a bit of bit of trust. Like if if I have a mutual connection, I mentioned that I know Nikki. Right away, they're going to think, "Oh, you know Nikki too." So right away, that sense of trust, right, and respect goes right up, right, instead of a cold call. It's really hard in today's world to do, as you said earlier, Nikki, so eloquently. Cold calling sucks. It's not the way to go, right? So that's why the LinkedIn can really reduce that cold call because you can look at mutual connections, right? And either drop a name or see that we've got 250 connections together, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, LinkedIn is good that way. LinkedIn can be a really good place to find people who know you in common to introduce you if there's a particular group of people you want to meet. And, uh, you know, I think LinkedIn's got a lot of things going for it for someone who's in, especially in the business to business space. I think it's a Correct. really, really good tool. Absolutely. So I really want to want to focus on that, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, Sharon, um, if someone is younger, they're under the age of 40 
And they're just saying, like, why do I need to do this in-person stuff? I don't need to do it anymore. I, everything's technologized these days. I'm just going to do everything through technology. You know what? I'm going to connect with them on Instagram, Snapchat, blah, 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 and we'll message each other. And there's no need for this in-person crap, right? What's your answer to them? Exactly what you just said. People like doing business with people that they know. And there is something to be said in the power of in-person meeting where you can feel the energy. And I can't tell you how many people, I know that this whole return to work. So I, I'm out in the market a lot because of what I do as a living in, in recruiting. And there's been all these youngsters all wanting to not go back to work, right? They feel that they love this, this um, you know, video, you know, working from home, et cetera. Well, I can't tell you how many people have some companies have done it where they've had some nice events. So if you want to come in the office, we're going to do this, you know, whatever, um, you know, going to the circus or whatever event. And I can't tell you how many people have gone back and go, wow, we've missed, we forgot how it's like, you know, to hang out with people and be with people. And that's why a lot of companies now are going towards collaborative working spaces, pulling together teams. That's, that's why they're open to the hybrid model. Um, how do you build a relationship? How do you get promoted? If all I see, all I see of you is on screen, how do you have those moments like around the coffee machine or, you know, whatever, where you, you might share a joke or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Because the reality is, is that when you're on Zoom or team, it's usually for a focus. It's a meeting, period. Where do you get the informal networking or building the inf informality of a relationship, you know, of having fun, of seeing another side of the individual than just work? Amen. And it's the power of that in-person world that allows you to grow as a human being allows you to grow in business and allows you to become more successful. I think there's yeah. nothing like yeah. it. And we crave that human connection. We need that human connection. Technology will never yeah. replace that. All sorts of healthcare studies have shown we are not meant to be alone. We are social beings, right? I mean, yeah. you can, I can point to various scientific studies, right? That support that. We are not meant to be alone. People live longer when they have a social a community that they can rely on, right? People die of, of you know, one of the biggest, they, they say diseases of, of, is to die of loneliness. Yeah, I tell you, um, I wrote a book uh, with the um, president of BNI Canada, Kai Bjorn. Okay. It's called The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. So, you know, a lot of Kai's ideas were in there, but I'm the writer. So it was one of those deals. And I did a lot of research for this book. And they say in those books, in, uh, they, they say in those studies that I, that I went to, that we human beings live longer yeah. when we're around people. Correct. You die sure. faster when you're by yourself. Yes. On average, you live eight years longer when you're with people. Right. And, you know, if you're one of those men or women who's like unmarried and you're like over 50 and you have no companion, that's not good for your health. Yeah. Get with some people. You know what I mean? Go find somebody you can, you can be a companion with. Yeah. Cause that'll add eight years to your life. Uh -huh. 
And I totally agree. All, all that is all the studies have supported that. I mean, they look at the you've heard of the blue zones, I'm sure. When they did the studies on the blue zones, right? On, on those are the areas where you've got the longest longevity. Uh, number one was the community, right? Was having a community. And right now, ironically, I'm reading the book Joy by De Debbie Travis that just came out um, last year. She wrote it during COVID. She was a very famous home designer who gave it all up in both Canada and the US. And um bought a old farmhouse in Tuscany and the book is life lessons from a Tuscan villa and it's been shown that in Italy people live a very long life they're one of the, the blue zones right and what she has in here 10 lessons that you learn and it's a beautifully illustrated book with food and and, and, and scenery but the number one lesson build your community no, it's 100% true. And, and honestly, that's what we teach people. We've got a community ourselves of the people that we uh, we support. And I think you got to have multiple communities of your own. I think that's very powerful. I think that's very effective. So Shannon, I've really enjoyed this. So Thank we you. like to end off each episode by asking you as our guest expert for your top three expert action steps. These are your best pieces of advice to help my listener improve his or her life, business, or ability to thrive. So what do you say? Okay, that sounds wonderful. Well, I'm just going to say, do something that you're passionate about, whatever that is. There's no right or wrong. In other words, wake up every day feeling joyful and grateful for whatever that is. Number two, in-person. In-person meetings for as many times as you can. And number three, True networking, it's not about you. It's about how can I help you? Just be open, be genuine, and the universe will pay you back tenfold. So, Sharon, I love those three expert action steps. They're amazing. Rock star. <laughs> Thank you. So how do people get a hold of you? Um, they can visit our website. You know what I mean? Sharon Majin. My name is very unique, M-A-H hyphen G-I-N. And my email is right there. And they can email me if they have any questions. That's probably the easiest way is through email. Right on. And you're all over social media, LinkedIn and all that jazz as well, right? Yes, I am. I'm also on LinkedIn. Yeah, they can link in with me too. Absolutely. But like okay, I said, beautiful. I think I'm the only Sharon Maugin, M-A-H hyphen G-I-N in the world. You really are. You really yes, are. Yes, because <laughs> that, that, the surname is very unique. <laughs> Versus 100%. Sean White. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so listen, we're going to put Sharon's information in there in the show notes. Make sure you take advantage of it. She is a connector. She loves connecting with people. So connect with her. It'll be good for you. Be good for her. And listener, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with somebody who needs to hear the message. Share it with somebody who will benefit from the message. Don't keep it to yourself. The best thing you can do when you find something valuable is share it. In fact, share it and teach the lessons to someone else. Glass of Choice Theory says that the best way to learn something is to teach it to someone else. You retain 95% of what you teach to other people versus only 15% of what you just listened to. So you listen to this episode, fantastic. Take the principles, teach them to somebody else, get them to listen to the episode too. And that way you'll retain 95% of it. Sharon, wow, this was fun. Come back again soon. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Nikki. It was really a pleasure being on, the, on this. Thank you so much.
my pleasure. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Sharon Ma Jin, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you happen to listen to this episode, be it iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.